0: Thank you, Dave. And yeah, as I've said, so good to be with you all today. Uh, We're going to do a short uh, little look at one of the Beatitudes that you've been looking at already, um, which is uh, in Matthew 5, verse 8. So that's page 968 of the Church Bibles. Um, And this is just one of the greatest pieces of literature uh, that's ever been recorded, one of the greatest speeches Uh, And I'm sure you've heard about it, so I don't want to give loads of background since you've been going through it already. I'm just going to take us straight to verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. Um, Purity... Sometimes gets a bad rap, doesn't it? We know that it's something that's commended in the Scriptures, something that God wants for us. Uh, Probably even if this is your first time in a church, you know that they're probably about purity in some way. But it's not something that generally excites us, is it? It has a bad rap, it feels like a negative thing. Those people who care about purity, they're all about keeping themselves away from things that frankly I kind of (laughs) like, So we often see it in a negative way. My hope for you today, and this is just very brief time, is that you will not be thinking that. You will not be thinking that. Purity is not about getting away from something. In part, it's that. But it's about gaining something. Look what Jesus says. Blessed are the pure in heart for... Or you could say, because they will see God. They will see God. The best thing you can imagine, to see God. That's what purity is about. That's what motivates us to be pure in heart. So we're just going to look at three things really quickly. Okay. Firstly, what is pure purity of heart? What is purity of heart? Secondly, what is seeing God? And then three, what's the connection between the two that Jesus wants us to see? And I pray that that will help us to enter into the week, seeking purity of heart in ourselves. So what is purity of heart? Uh, I'm going to help. Jesus obviously he doesn't stop to define it. This is just part of a quick you know, list of blessings that he's recording, uh, things which... He he regards as great things for us to seek after. Surely, though, he's getting this connection between the purity of heart and seeing God from Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Don't feel like you have to turn there, but if you do, it's in, and if you're quick, uh, it's page 555. Keep your finger in Matthew because we'll be back there in a second. Psalm 24, actually. <clears throat> Psalm 24. Page 555, this is what the psalmist says. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? I mean, that's to look at the Lord, isn't it? To stand in his holy place. The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. And I take these next two qualifications as elaborating on what is a pure heart? One who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. Now, Ricky gave us a really great message this morning on idols in our hearts and how they tear us away from God. And purity... Is a, purity of heart is a heart where there are no idols in there. The heart is kept for God, it's kept pure, it's devoted to God. So that's one thing we see about purity of heart it's there for God, it's open, it's ready for God to come and enter in. There's nothing there to compete with God. We've said no to other things that would claim our devotion. Ricky pointed out many of those this morning, so I won't go into them. You probably know those things which draw your heart's affections after them. A pure heart is, doesn't have those. It's set aside for God. Another way though to understand what purity of heart comes from looking at the woes that Jesus pronounces in Matthew chapter 23. It's quite handy, Psalm 23, Matthew 23, if you want to look back at this yourself, page 992. The woes that Jesus pronounces uh, there in Matthew's uh, account are very much the opposite to blessings. Blessings, this is a great way to live, one who is pure in heart. But woe to those, Jesus says, verse 25 of chapter 23... Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Those are the religious leaders in Jesus' day of Jews. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. The Pharisees were People who were very much concerned with purity. But they dealt with it on the externals. The cup, cleaning, washing their hands. They probably quoted Psalm 23 themselves. What did it say? Who will ascend the Lord? He who has clean hands, who observes the ceremonial washings that Israel were given. But Jesus saying, Look, yeah, you may be focusing there, but I'm saying to you, purity of heart. Don't let your service in the church, don't let the rituals that we observe here at Highfields Church distract you from the main thing, which is your heart. Is your heart devoted to God? Is it open to God? That's what purity of heart is. It's not primarily the sins that we commit. All the sins we commit are the outflow Of a defiled heart. That's what the Pharisees were marked by. So purity of heart is devotion to God that is within. Within our hearts. It's set apart for him. What then is seeing God? What is seeing God? And it's such a hard thing for me to describe because Jesus says very clearly, they shall see God. It's not yet something that's happened. It's something that awaits those who are pure in heart. There are descriptions we have in the scriptures of the end of all things. When the Lord of glory shall appear in his splendor, in his majesty. I was talking to my uh, dad about this today and he was just pointing me to loads of scriptures uh, where this comes. And one of the things he pointed out in 2 Thessalonians when Paul describes Jesus who's speaking here when he will one day return in his glory it says that those who saw him marveled they marveled they were astonished everything changed everything will change when the Lord of glory appears in his splendor in his radiance in power everything will change for us. I can't describe it to you by definition. It's not something that, this doesn't say they will hear things about the majesty of God. It says they shall see God. What an incredible thing. What An incredible thing. It's not something I can fully describe but Jesus says being pure in heart is the best way to live. Those who live that way, they flourish, they're happy, they're blessed For they shall see God. They will marvel. Their hearts will be full of joy. So, pure in heart, that's a heart devoted to God inwardly. We're not just focusing on the externals. Seeing God is just the most incredible sight. Indescribable. Majesty. What then is the connection between the two? Because Jesus is saying that these are connected. In all of these beatitudes, if you look at them, it's quite clear to be, see a relationship between them. Those who mourn, verse 4, will be comforted. Those who are meek will inherit the earth. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled with righteousness. Those who are merciful will be shown mercy. There's a clear, there's a tit for tat, isn't there? These things are related and it's so Again, I could just take you through so many scriptures where purity of heart and seeing God are intimately connected. Why is that the case? To be honest, I'm not sure how to answer it best. Why are these two together? I think this is a great thing for us to reflect upon. I'm going to give you some thoughts that I have, but feel free to take this home and meditate on it. Why purity of heart? Why is it pure in heart? will see God I think the two lead into each other so God when he appears one of the things we're told about him he is pure light he is holy there is no defilement in God he's beautiful he's all good he's all loving he's so kind he's merciful he's gracious he's compassionate everything about God when you see him will draw you towards him. He's pure, but because of that, he cannot be merged with evil. Very clear throughout the scriptures. Without holiness, the writer of Hebrew, the writer of Hebrew says, Without holiness, no one shall see the Lord. We need to be prepared. In fact, when God the Lord Yahweh appears in Israel's scripture, people are terrified. And those who are defiled, sometimes they die at the sight of God. So powerful is his majesty. So unable is he to dwell with evil. So the the pure in heart is a necessary condition to see God. It's a heart that's open to God. If we're worshipping money, we cannot worship and see God at the same time time. It needs to be pure. It needs to be set apart for him. So pure in heart is leading into seeing God. But we also see throughout the scriptures that when we see God, purity comes. It changes us. At the blink of an eye, when we see him, we shall be changed. We shall be transformed. Uh, When we see God, it changes everything. It transforms our vision of God because now we see him and that by definition will transform our vision of everything he has created and the scriptures draw this out it even speaks about this in uh, 1 John chapter 3 Of uh, it says that brothers and sisters we are children of God now what we will be has not yet appeared but we know that when we shall see him we will become like him for we shall see him as he is. That's what will happen. Transformed in a moment. And this also happens in a progressive way. Paul speaks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 19 to 21. That beholding the glory of the Lord as the spirit of God has removed the veil from our eyes. Beholding the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. Progressively as we see, you see this with um, young people. In fact, you see this with human beings all the time, but especially with young people. I've been spending time with my nephew uh, Teddy, and it's amazing how uh, his parents will do one thing, and then he'll just copy them. He'll copy. This actually happened with my uh, friend the other day. We were playing with some daffodils, and uh, uh, he's called Toby. He's like three years old. He blew the the daffodils. And uh, his father said, oh, good boy, Toby, good boy, good boy, good boy. And then I took it, yeah, well done, Toby, and I blew the daffodils. And Toby said to me, good boy, Ben, good boy, good boy. (laughs) We imitate those we admire. And when we see God in all his splendor and majesty, we will become like him. We will seek that same purity of heart. So these two things, they are intimately connected at the end of time we'll be transformed when we see him but now also as we see him we'll grow in purity and as we grow in purity we'll see him even more in our lives and in our hearts it's a beautiful circle isn't it one thing leading on to the other and it keeps going it keeps going what a beautiful invitation Jesus is giving you Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And I could stop the sermon there, but you may be thinking what I've been thinking as I've been meditating on this. Jesus, my heart is defiled. I feel it so keenly. My heart is defiled. Is this for me? Surely the pure in heart are for those who have their lives sorted out. It cannot be for me. What do we do if that's the case? This, um, I'm going to answer this with my own testimony, which I'm not sure I've actually given here before. Uh, maybe I have in some settings. Uh, but that was certainly a place where I felt I was in. I grew up with parents who taught me the way of Jesus, and I was so blessed to see it lived out in their lives. But I just thought, this is not for me. Uh, I loved The world, as uh, uh, Dave was speaking about, loved being in the world, loved the things of the world. And I was not seeking after God, and I thought, there's no way I could get to him. There's no way, um, it wasn't for me, I just wasn't, didn't care about it. And I started, I think I was in a different kind of cycle. You know, I described the cycle of purity of heart, then you see God, and then more purity, and then more seeing God. I was in a kind of different cycle, which you might be able to relate to, of sin, defilement, and I just could not see God. And then more sin, more defilement. I, I, I didn't, frankly, I wasn't even sure God existed. I couldn't see him. Just like those Pharisees, Jesus said, you're You're cleaning the outside of the cup, but inwardly you're full of wickedness and you are blind guides. You cannot see God. It's like a vicious cycle. You may feel like you are in that. You may have felt like seasons of life where that's been particularly the case. And I want you to see how we get out of that. And it is through the speaker of these sayings. Jesus Christ. This is what happened for me. I remember going home after kind of a week of just drinking and partying uh, at the end of my third year of university and my parents simply reminded me of the cross. God's love for me in Jesus. That Ben, whatever you've done, there's grace here, there's forgiveness. Jesus died for your sins. His blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness, washes us pure, so that we'll be as white as snow. Even the most defiled heart, when it comes to the cross and bows down before Jesus and says, Jesus, wash me, clean me, create in me a pure heart, he will do it. Jesus, through his cross, breaks that cycle of defilement and deception in our heart. Breaks that cycle, brings us into the light, cleanses us, purifies us, so that we can ascend the mount of the Lord in Christ Jesus and behold the glory of God and be changed. And that's something in the Christian life we just keep doing. You may feel like you are so overwhelmed by impurity. You may not even want it. You may think like a vision of God in your life. You just can't see that. You can't see God. You feel like he's far, he's distant. You feel blind to him. Go back to the cross. Go back to the cross. That is the way to God. And then we will see him. So I just want to encourage you towards that. Uh, As you are going into the new week, as we've wrapped up our time in prayer here, Uh, I hope that you'll go away with just excitement. I want to see God. God, make me pure. And therefore, you will go to the cross of Jesus continually. So let me pray for us now uh, as we wrap up. Father, we praise you for your son. The Lord Jesus Christ who was given up for us to cleanse us to wash us clean to bring us before your throne as those who are pure in your sight despite all that we have done we thank you for that standing we have in him and I pray Lord that for every person here Lord that you would give them Just a new spiritual sight of you, a perception of your presence, of your nearness to them in Christ. And that 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 excitement, that sight of you will motivate us to purity of heart. To cleanse our hearts of idols, to say no to sin and to set ourselves apart from you. Lord, please give us um, that desire to see you, we ask. Yeah, Lord, we just really lift that to you and pray that you'd also speak to us about that in the week uh, as we move forward. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.